There it is. Broadcast video is live, gentlemen. Oh, crap. <coughs> so now people can see us? That's not good. <laughs> well, they, they can't they see can. you. All we see is the avatar of your mohawk there. Oh, that's because I don't have a camera. Oh, uh, that would be okay. why. It's, it's a nice mohawk. <laughs> it was a Mr. T yesterday, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That's oh, those pictures were great, man. You did, you did fantastic there. It was so much fun. The people at work flipped out. I walked in full like UFC gear. I had my gloves on, shin pads, rash guard, the whole thing, and then a Mr. T haircut and a mouthpiece. It was ridiculous. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Good times. Well, I guess the reason we have convened here last minute is because of the crazy breaking news of Star Wars has bought no, they didn't. Or uh, sorry, Walt Disney has bought Star Wars. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah, this is kind of crazy. What was everyone's like first thought when they heard the news? Where were you when you heard that Disney bought Star Wars? <laughs> uh, I was at work, and my first thought was, "Who is or what color is Cliff's lightsaber going to be?" Because I figured George Ratzenberger is going to be a Jedi now, and Tom Hanks is going to be a Jedi. Anyone that voices anything from Toy Story is a Jedi now. Tim Allen, the Jedi? Yeah, exactly. Well, that was one of the first big things that was uh, going around, was people realized Princess Leia is now a Disney princess. Exactly. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely crazy, you know? Four point, what is it, 4.6 billion yeah, I've heard 4.6, 4.1, 4.5. It's it's at least $4 billion. I heard 4.06 billion, but that's before stock prices are factored in, so that could go up because the Marvel price went up too when you factored in the rise in stock prices there. Yeah, no matter what it is, it's a ton of money. It's a shit ton of money, man. <laughs> so has anyone heard uh, if there's more that goes along with it? Like, does Lucas keep any licensing? Everything any... that Lucasfilm had went to Disney. So Indiana Jones is now a Disney property. Lucas Arts, the video game studio, now belongs to Disney. Everything but... under Lucas. Yeah, because didn't they yeah, say Lucasfilm was actually the head of everything? So now they yep. own ILM. They own Skywalker Sound. Skywalker Sound. Like everything. Wow. He basically said, "Here's all the shit that I made. You guys are now in charge of it. Just give me a ton of money." Exactly. Well, what about as far as like merchandising, like toys and all that? Do you think he still gets a cut? Um, my understanding is he basically signed everything away and has a position as a creative consultant. Now, what that pays, I don't know, but pretty much anything that he was making off of Star Wars, he got four billion for it because he was the one that owned the entire company, and he's not getting paid anymore. So See, four billion doesn't sound like much then. Four billion? Yeah. For for Star Wars, like like you said, ILM, Skywalker. What oh, it's worth but overall. You see, a yeah. lot of what he got was Disney. He's getting like 50% cash and 50% Disney stock, I think is what they'd said or something like that. So uh, Disney wow. stock, you're going to argue, is probably going to go up with the, with the success they've had on Avengers and all the Marvel movies and all the Disney movies and stuff. Yeah. Assuming Plus Star stuck. Wars 7 succeeds. No. Well, a lot of people have said, um, you know, are they going to be smart enough to respect the people at Lucasfilm like they did Marvel? And are they going to let them just do their thing? Which in, in a certain case would mean business as usual for Lucasfilm. That you mean is, Pixar? 
Didn't you mean Pixar? No, as far as Lucasfilm, like... Uh, yeah, but didn't you say the deal like they kind of gave with... And then you said Lucasfilm. No, Marvel. When uh, oh, Marvel, yeah. Disney bought Marvel, they kind of let them do, the, do it the way that Marvel wanted to do it, right? right? They're basically setting it up to be the same way as what I understand is that when Marvel got bought out, they put, uh, I think the guy's name is Kevin Feige, in charge of all the Marvel Studios stuff. And basically, he runs Marvel Studios and then reports to Disney. And they've pretty much given him hands off and then... I think the woman's name is Kathleen Robertson or something like that. It was Lucas's number two at Lucasfilm, and she's yeah, taking over. Kennedy. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy, I think that's, that's right. A, yeah. She's on the yeah, video. If yeah. you go to StarWars.com, on the front page is a little three-minute video of Lucas and Kathleen talking to a lady about covering a lot of it and basically saying that he's got the, you know, the creative consultant job. So it just basically means he can veto anything that he really hates, I'm pretty sure is what it comes down to. If Disney's like, hey, we want to do this, he's like, no, that's awful. Don't do it. Actually, but, I bet you he's not empowered at all. That position sounds to me of more one of those honorary positions here, point us in the right direction, but you're just a consultant, so we don't have to listen to you. I'd have to do agree. that with it. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, he also, also, in the video, he said basically he has a treatment for 7, 8, 9, and a bunch of other movies and stories, and he's just going to hand it off to him. He's like, right. this is where I think everything should go. They were talking to Lucas's biographer, I think it was, who'd done a bunch of sit-down interviews with him in, like, 82 and 83 for prepare some stuff, and he started telling this guy that originally he had, like, nine scripts prepared for Star Wars. He'd actually spread it out to 12 story ideas he had, and from just the basics that Lucas gave him, he said 7, 8, and 9 were going to be the best out of his movies. He said there's not supposed to be the most action, the most good storytelling in that, and supposedly it was going to take place with, like, a middle-aged Luke Skywalker. So what's going to happen so, with the novels? This is what See, I'm that's thinking. That's the question I had, too, is are they yeah. going to throw the novels out, which they're probably going to have to if they decide to do another set of movies with Luke and the gang. Yeah, because it should be, what, like a Timothy's on? Well, not necessarily. Movie. I mean, he's still – well, yeah, they couldn't do it directly after Jedi, but they could do it like they could jump 10 years. Yeah. I think if Mark Hamill lost some weight and, like, got a little bit in shape because he's, you know – been out of shape and older these days he could still off pull off like the age he would have to pretty well and you know han and leia their their kids could be like their 10 or 12 or 15 year old jedis or something right yeah, yeah. See, but like, there's also like... been a lot of talk about the fact that dark horse having had uh dark you know yeah they've had the star wars going for so long and everything and they've but the there was when other companies have been bought marvel or disney eventually any other things that had like they had like uh, I think it was Kapow Comics and stuff, they put it all eventually back under Marvel's control. So there's a lot of thought right now that Marvel actually may get given the rights and stories to continue doing the comics. In which case, do they reboot or and just like throw out all that canon and restart the line or like what happens? See, here's the problem if it comes to that is that basically all those novels and things like that were set up so that George Lucas had to approve things going into it, like. When they started the New Jedi Order books, originally they wanted to kill off a big-name character. They ended up killing Chewie off. But Lucas originally said, no, I don't want you to kill Han Solo, because that's who they wanted to kill at first. And he had veto power, so... Yeah, everybody always calls Han dead, eh? Even fucking Harrison Ford. Yeah, the the (laughs) fact that he had control over all the books and things means that his fingerprints are all over the expanded universe. So I think it'd be very hard to do away with it, but at the same time, that doesn't make the big money like the movies are. And Disney wants to make the movie money, not necessarily the book money. Oh, it's all about the movies, yeah. Well, and one of the ways I understood it was like he had signed off on one of the novels that had to do with uh, Mace Windu before the prequels came out. And then when he wrote the prequels, it changed something in the novels. And he they just kind of retconned the storyline to make it all fit. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's several things that have happened like that, like the uh, the construction of the Death Star. When he made the movies, the Geonosians had designed it, and it was their ultimate weapon. But in the books, it's a completely different story as far yeah, as it was the Dark the Death Star. Project. Yeah, it was all in the Maw installation with the Queen Quats or whatever. Dark Saber. It was from the book Dark Saber, and that was the code name of the Death Star. I used to read all the Star Wars books up through the entire New Jedi Order. That's about when I quit. Uh, me too, actually. I read right up to the end of the New Jedi Order, and uh, there's been so many cool books that have come out that I haven't had a chance to, but want to. Like, there's a Darth Plagueis book now and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a book that filled in the backstory between KOTOR 2 and uh, the Old Republic RPG MMO that came out also. I haven't read it either. Yeah, there's a, a lot of talk over the Lost Tribe of the Sith that came mm-hmm. out. I, that was that was reviewed really, really well. I heard a lot of good things about that. But I, I guess there's some rumors that are coming out on the web now that they're talking of doing Star Wars 7, like I said, be Luke middle-aged. But I think they'd be better served to do like two or three generations removed from Luke Skywalker. So they can I so after all the books and all of that. agree. I've been saying that forever. Jump ahead. You know, start fresh, start with a new line, new member, new characters. Yeah, no, the Empire's coming back kind of shit. Go directly into Legacy. Like fucking yeah, yeah, totally. Go right into Legacy, you know. That would be sweet. Why not? And, and just start awesome. fresh then. Yeah, and Cade's got an army of... Think about how many Sith Lords they could put in it, right? They don't even have kids in the They got to mow down Sith Lords all throughout Legacy. <laughs> if they do away with the books and comics and shit, though, it's... There's no kids. If they were to do that, but I think yeah, they're gonna because yeah, they even they don't have it. to do away with it. I mean, they can just you know no, make it all have to to fit together. That would be too much outrage. They wouldn't do that. I I can't see them doing that because they're gonna leave it enough alone to Lucasfilm. I think Disney will be smart like Marvel, and Marvel loves their own shit and handled it well. I think you know, look at Clone Wars, right? Clone mm-hmm. Wars, huge success, beautifully handled. I'm I'm personally over the Clone Wars at this point. Like, that's why I think also jumping ahead a few generations is a great idea. I'm, I could be happy if I didn't see another Stormtrooper for a long time yeah. or another Clone <laughs> Trooper for a long time. Yeah, I mean, if they go Space Pirate, it'd be fucking awesome. It's a perfect opportunity to end the Ahsoka thing, you know, make something happen there, end off the Clone Wars, you know, maybe have a book or two about her afterwards or something, let her go off and become EU. And start something completely fresh. I think it'd be great. Although it would be fun to see the other, to see like Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher step back into those roles. That would be fun. Harrison Ford won't do it though. I don't know. He's getting old. He doesn't old. like He's... the role of Han Solo. I see. Yeah, I, I honestly think I'm one of the few people I want to see all brand new actors in seven eight nine. I would here. like to see none of the actors brought back. I mean, if they want to come back and, like, for input on the characters to talk to the new actors that take the jobs, that's fine. But a brand-new cast, a new Luke Skywalker, a new Han Solo, yeah. just to see 789 and see the return, like, of, of Luke bringing back the Jedi Order, I want to see that shit on film. So you mean older yeah. versions? Like, go opposite to what he did with you and, and Alec Guinness and actually get older versions of the of what they looked like back then? Yeah, find an actor that looks like they're, you know, in their late 30s or mid-30s that is comparable to what they looked like in the 70s if you age them 10 years. I so got you. I'm going to go fantasy casting here. If we recast right. Han Solo, I want Nathan Fillion. <laughs> that's he'd be good he would have been good but he's kind of do you think he's old enough you know nathan fillion's probably in his early 40s now yeah but you Which can't is... see him with a blaster on his hip stepping onto a ship and not be mauled everybody's like oh hey it's that's Malcolm. the problem 
Yeah. See, the other problem is I really want Joss Whedon to do one of the new Star Wars movies now. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Joss Whedon, everyone wants Joss Whedon to do everything. But see, the problem is he can't do it because Avengers 2 comes out the same time as Star Wars 7. They're the same summer. They're both oh, scheduled for 2015. Shit. And There's Justice League movie. For you. Yeah, yeah. And Justice League movie. You know yeah. DC's shitting themselves right now because Disney's putting out two giant movies that summer, a new Star Wars and a new Avengers. And they're putting out yeah. their first team-up movie with the Justice League. I would so be basically scared Disney's shitless. just going to kill the Justice League is what they're doing. Yeah, there's room for all of it. There's room for all of it. There was room for Dark Knight and Avengers this and year. And Spider-Man. And they, Spider-Man. They were smart and spread them all out. If Disney wants to be real dicks, they schedule the release of Star Wars for like the weekend right after Justice League. Yeah, that'd be mean. <laughs> and they have Avengers 2 go in like you know a month before. Yeah. So, you know, so Avengers is just ruling everything. A couple of people go see Justice League, and everybody else goes see Star Wars. It'd still be 1-2, though. You still know it'd probably be, like, Avengers 2 and then Star Wars or vice versa in the top two, and they'd both just take all the money in the world. The thing that really worries me about Star Wars 7 is they're trying to get it done in two years, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that. Lucas took three years for each of the prequels. You know, they could hopefully, yeah, they'd want to push it back maybe a little, because already the, the director talk is insane. I've heard Josh Whedon, but... I've heard a lot of talk, but you know that's the one thing that's been most just mad rumors is if, who they get as directors. Everybody's wanna, just spewing everybody's uh, name. If they want to go with something really drive, like, if they want to go with something really dark and really interesting, if they try to do a Sith story, I want Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, he's been thrown around a lot. I agree. That would be awesome. Yeah, Could you imagine a story about the Sith by him? Well, I was thinking a story about the Sith by David Fincher. That'd be good, too. Oh, like alien-style Star Wars? I've That'd heard John Favreau's name thrown out there for it, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Peter Jackson, even, you know? Yeah, he's got another. He's got enough trilogies under his belt. Let's give someone else a chance. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you think it'd be fun to see a Tarantino Star Wars? Could you imagine? And he made it, like, just crazy, gritty, gory, like... That would guarantee one thing, because you know for a fact if Tarantino somehow got it, that guarantees the return of Mace Windu. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what? I still want to. If if you're gonna if you're gonna go as far as to bring back Darth Maul, who was cut in half of the torso and make him survive off garbage spider spider legs, you, there's no way you can't tell me that Mace Windu, when flown out of that window, didn't somehow survive something like that. He couldn't use the force enough to slow down his descent at least enough. The one Jedi that was such a badass, he invented his own fighting style. Yeah, exactly. Just killed by being tossed out a fucking window. Hey, hey comic yeah. book movie law applies, though. You never saw a dead body, so you don't know that he's dead for sure. That's, That's what true. I'm saying. I'm There's really no surprised. Corpse. I'm really surprised he hasn't been brought back somehow now already. Like in a <laughs> book or comic or hey, something. You want a not impossible director for this movie? Who's that? Uh, Walter Murch. Who's Walter Murch? Yeah, exactly. He, uh... <laughs> Exactly. He was <laughs> he was uh, the sound guy in Apocalypse Now, Godfather, a bunch of Godfathers, it looks like. Okay. He did, um, for Disney, he did Return to Oz. Oh, oh really? Okay. He directed Return he to Oz. Directed, re- directed Return to Oz. And I just finally watched last it. last year did an episode of The Clone Wars. He did an episode of The Clone Wars? Yes. That's pretty sick. Nice. You just saw that for the first time, Anthony? Yeah, I just finally got a Return to Oz. It's one of those movies that was on my Netflix queue when like, I first got Netflix and I put a 500 DVDs on it. Mm. That's one that just finally came through five years later. Oh, it's crazy, it's eh? Sick, with the, eh? With the, uh, yeah, it was great. Persia Hulk like... was amazing. Seeing her as a little girl 
running around off, kicking ass. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she was like a little, little girl, not like Judy Garland style. They did her like age appropriate. She was like young, and they're trying to give her like electroshock therapy and stuff. But but that's like a good example of like a Star Wars flick where it's like kind of like a not totally dark movie, but it, it was good at being dark, but good at being like. I got you, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, they say the one that Lucas had the least involvement with directorial-wise was Empire. That's everybody's favorite, mm. you know? So, and if it has that tone, you know, who knows what they're going to do with it? Who knows? Like, imagine Wachowski like Star Wars. Mm. If they got their be- hands on it. You know, people would just be mad as hell. They're like, no, let them do the first one. Tell them they have a trilogy. Let them do the first one and then fire them. (laughs) Oh, there's so much speculation that's going to go on. Yeah, but you're right. If it's going to come so soon, they're going to have to jump on it. So they'd have like a writer and a director within the next few months. We'd probably hear someone announced. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they don't nail somebody down within the next six months, it won't make the timeline. Well, it sounds to me already, just from this podcast, that there's probably way shit planned. Like, do you think these directors oh, would all jump at the chance, too? Like, do you do, think they'd do, be like... Do you, buy, most do, you, do you buy Lucas and not have a Star Wars script ready already? Well, who, you're, you know you're also I mean? right there. How long has this been in the works? It's not like two days well, ago they were like, I mean. hey, we'll buy you and then that's sign what, it. That's yeah. what I mean. It's like, obviously been in the buy, works You for don't a while. buy Lucas without having this. Yeah, this is something they probably had lawyers looking at for the last year. That's yeah. true. I don't know if they have the script ready yet. It might be more they've got Lucas's outline. You know what Yeah, I mean, they got yeah. the treatments. But yeah, but you know what? No, what he's saying is, I get you, even on Disney's side, they could already yeah. have been like, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they could have a press they're... release next week that says, here's the cast, here's the <laughs> yeah. director, here's the release date. Yeah. Now Stop we just got to go uh, shoot the movie. in stores this Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. They'll have the toys ready for Christmas this year. I didn't say toys, though, did I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that excites me. New lightsabers. New lightsabers to buy. Of course it excites you. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's super exciting. Are you kidding? They could go crazy, but... It's, you know, if they do go forward and it's like, I could see the Yuzong Vong War being a very tempting thing to put on film. So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you and, uh... Because those are some crazy looking bad guys. You were telling know? me about them before. Like, what were they in? They were in, the in like, where you can see the pictures of them. Uh, Draw- drawings. You can see drawings, A, on the covers of the novels. There's a few. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the character books, like the essential guide to characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they did comics of it too, I think. Because well, isn't um, I don't know about uh, what's that. his face of the one true Sith in uh, Legacy? Isn't he still being affected by the after effects of Yuuzhan Vong? Yeah, Darth Krait. He's still Darth being Krait, uh, yeah. he's still being affected by the coral in his system and stuff. So he grows like the bones and shit. Yeah. He's so what the Yuuzhan Vong do to people uh, has been shown in the comics. You got Google here. Right? What do you mean I've got Google? Oh yeah. Well, well, yeah, you're kind of on Google, so I'm assuming you got Google, so you could Google it. <laughs> yeah. Right? But, yeah, no, Darth Krait, who is also a former Jedi, he's actually a Tusken Raider, a Shah de Haret. And, uh... Like, Anthony's probably looking at an Uzon Vong, like, already. A Uzon Vong. I don't fucking know. I didn't you know want, So you want, you want to image it, is what you're yeah. saying? You want to see what one looks like yeah. here? All right. Uh, you... Because using the, using the internet kills podcasts. When you're Jay. When you're Jay. Look at these guys. Can you imagine these at home? 
Look at these crazy. They're like Borg they're like, creatures on like steroids. 1980s heavy metal fucking <laughs> van. Kind of. I don't think bad, they'll do but this in a one. good way. Yeah, but in a, yeah, like yeah. Where, where's the chick with her big fucking laser? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a race of fools from uh, heavy metal covers from the 1990s. Yeah, I don't think they'll do this one just because that was a series of like 20 books it took to cover the Yuuzhan Vong War, basically. Yeah, yeah, they'd have to condense hardcore. The thing is, they're going to want to keep these movies something kids are going to want to see, so you might see PG-13 at the highest, and this war was dirty and nasty. People are getting tortured, like beheaded, killed all over the place. True. They tortured Jason Solo for like a year in the books. (laughs) So what do you do with, like, because it's probably tempting to go to the kid thing because it's young, and like Han and Leia have the kids. It's probably tempting to go there. But a big part of their story Disney. is the Yuuzhan Vong War. Disney, though? Yeah, it's got to have the kids. Now it's Disney. Honestly, I think they're going to have to jump forward a couple generations. Yeah. I don't I think th- they're going to do it, though. I think they're going to try and recast, and I think they're going to throw the EU out, basically. Well, yeah, that's that hurts my soul. How do you do that? Star that's Trek funny. did it. Well, Star Trek did it. They tossed out everything after the original series. In fact, they tossed out the original series and rebooted everything. But there's an argument to be made there that they created a separate timeline. You know what I mean? There's the hardcore nerd argument there about how they addressed it, they handled it perfectly, because if they wanted to, they could still make next-gen movies because it's on a separate timeline, and they wouldn't have to explain it. It's like they're still on on next-gen comics. On the MMO, they actually have it shown as a separate timeline to explain the MMO game coming out the same time as the Mm -hmm. last film. Yeah, that's that makes sense. So with Star Wars, it's like... I don't know, man. That's iffy. That's iffy stuff. I'd really like to see them just like, uh, just get the old people. Like, if I could see Disney, someone from Disney walking up to Harrison Ford, dropping the largest bag of money he's ever seen in front of his face, and saying, "Here, I want. We need a twenty-minute cameo from you to make this movie make sense." See, I, I think, can see them being persuasive enough. I think the problem is all of your main characters in the original trilogy are probably too old for the time period they want to have these characters be in the uh, in the next movies because they probably want them to be in their 30s to 40s, and most of those guys are in their late 50s, early 60s, or in Harrison Ford's case, he's what 70, 72. Yeah, he's well, yeah, there. what's his? Yeah, but what was his deal with Sean Connery? He was only like what? Well, he should be dead. Six by years anything. younger than Sean Connery when he played Sean Connery's yeah, son, something or like something. that. You could you could make it start like after the just after the death of like Han Solo. They don't look that bad though. Like honestly, if they lost a few pounds, because if you maybe jumped it fifteen twenty years, had Han and had Jason and Jaina Solo as like you know young adults, and they've restarted the Jedi Order and stuff, and you know I think they could pull off just looking. They could young them up a little, especially with that. Uh, Look what they did with Patrick Stewart and the whole younging up of uh... you want a real conspiracy theory about what they could do. Disney yeah. owns Pixar, right? Pixar Star Wars, and you wow. use all the characters to voice their the actors to voice was, their. That's characters. what I was saying. Like, what oh color, my god, what colors Ratzenberger's lightsaber? You know what be? I just realized though that that comes all around. That's full circle for Pixar and Star Wars then, because Pixar came yeah. out of Star Wars. Exactly. Pixar came out of ILM. And now they're all, now it's kind of, it's like uniting the clans again. And now they can get together and make, yeah. But, you know, they're both are such quality 
I don't know how much of a difference we'd see in a, if they made a Pixar like Star Wars, it'd be pretty much Clone Wars, wouldn't it? Probably. Probably. Yeah. You know the people that make Clone Wars. Is Clone Wars done in-house at Lucasfilm, or do they have someone else do it? I'm pretty – no, it's done in-house, I'm pretty okay, sure. Okay, because I was going to say, if it's not done in-house, those people are probably shitting themselves right now realizing Pixar's going to get their job. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people worried. Like, I've heard Dark Horse – Dark Horse, like, they put out their uh, announcement, and we're like uh, – you know, as of today, we still, you know, do this, and we're doing the Star Wars universe and this and that, and we'll just see what happens in the future, but we wish them congratulations and everything, but they're scared because Disney might be like, okay, Marvel, you just handle the comics from now on. Well, right? I mean, that's what Disney did. They had a, they had stuff with Boom Studios, and then they bought yeah. Marvel, and they moved it all in-house, so I wouldn't yeah, be surprised yeah. if they waited for the contract to run out with Dark Horse and then put everything under the Marvel banner. Yeah, it just makes you wonder how long their the, the current contract they have is for Star Wars books at Dark House or Dark Horse. Yeah, I don't know. That, yeah, that would be the biggest shame out of the whole situation. I think out of the entire buyout, I think the the biggest tragedy would be if Dark Horse wasn't kept part of the fold, part of the family. They've invested over twenty years of their time and effort and artists and creativity into building pretty much the EU. Yeah. You know, I mean, other than the novels which kicked it off. The comics is where shit went crazy, you know. Yeah, the comics... Marvel did Star Wars originally for like what, like five months, and then the films finished, and then Marvel was done with it. And Dark Horse has just made the books kick ass for decades. Yeah, and they did yeah, a great yeah. comic adaptation of the Zon trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they really? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. It's That's... really good. Uh, Dark Horse put a hardcover of it out. You can find it on Amazon. Yeah. Nice. They've done brilliant things all all from the beginning, you know. So Yeah, I would hate to see Dark Horse lose that contract, but here's the thing though. Marvel's got Disney money. They would probably throw money at the people that were doing the stuff on Dark Horse and say just come over to Marvel to do the same stuff. Yeah. That is definitely true. They could definitely buy out their contracts and just no, move yeah. all the same writers and artists over and keep them on the same book. The only thing that would change would be the icon on the cover. Yeah, and the thing that does worry up. me is if they get greedy and decide to try and do a Star Wars Marvel crossover. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I don't want, like, like Iron Man on a Star Destroyer. <laughs> yeah. well, you're not ready for your Star Wars Avengers? You no. know they're coming. You that know would just coming. be like a crappy fanfic. I'm sorry. And it's going to happen. It's I know. Happen. Disney, here, here's my, the biggest concern I have with that is the only people that shamelessly milk things worse than George Lucas is Disney. This is true. <laughs> That's how you make billions. Yeah, it'd be cool if. Uh, do you think what if they went the complete opposite way? What if they went uh, Dawn of the Jedi direction and went right back to the beginning? That would be sweet. So, do the nice uh, public story movies. was. Night Seal Republic would be very cool. Awesome. Yeah, did you guys ever play Night Seal Republic, the game on the Xbox? Oh yeah, I played one and two. Yeah, no. I would love to see movies of that or like a Pixar movie of those, but I don't think it'll happen. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Um, I played them a little, but uh, I never got all the way through them. But they made a point of saying in the press conference that this was Star Wars 7, so I doubt we're going back in time. Yeah, Yeah. I have to assume they're going Dark Empire or something else moving forward in the storyline. God, Dark Empire would be awesome too, but the problem is you have to recast everyone or do an animated movie. And for the love of God, if you recast, please don't use some some of the Disney children. Like, I don't want Zac Efron to be Luke Skywalker. Oh, you yeah. know there's going to be some Disney kids in this film. I know. That's what worries yeah. me. Recasting worries the shit out of me. I think it would just kill everything. I think you're you're forced, in a way, to move ahead 
or get the old people in there. I think you kind of, I don't know if I'm coming from a ridiculously biased Star Wars fan or something, but I just don't see it being possible. It can never be convincing. You know, it's not like Star Trek. That's easy enough to have fun with. Star Wars is different. It's. I mean, they've recast James Bond, what, nine times now, eight times? <laughs> well, here, it, this, actually, this brings to another point. How, uh, does this mean Indy, Indiana Jones is now a Disney product? It is. Everything that was under LucasArts. Lucas I've film. been saying for years that they should treat Indiana Jones like James Bond and recast that damn role. We'll see what they're trying to do is set it up so that Shia LaBeouf's character is the lead character, and his oh, character annoys me. So, boo. yeah, I've yeah. yeah. Let's just recast it like James Bond. Why not? Just keep serials going, and every like ten years recast that role, and have a nice young indie out there doing shit. There's plenty of people who can handle that role great. That would be yeah. a lot cooler. No, I got a question for you. So, for most of our generation, the hatred is turned on the Ewoks. The new generation, the hatred is for Jar Jar. So the <laughs> next three films, what is going to be the one creature that everybody wants to kill? What's Good the point. cutesy wootsy thing that everybody's going to want to have just destroyed? But see, here's the thing: if if George Lucas isn't involved, is he just a creative consultant or whatever? There might not be the cutesy wootsy thing. Well, hey, Clone Wars doesn't really have a cutesy wootsy thing. Hey, does he's not it? trying to impress his kids this time. Yeah, that's true. He's got four billion dollars. They're impressed enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They could, they shouldn't be able to complain about anything. It's like Bill Gates' kids have nothing to complain about either. <laughs> what did Lucas say he wanted to do now? Education, charities, and things like that. He's going to put most of the money into that. Yeah, he just wants to be. Uh... Yeah, Mister Philanthropist. Now that, I guess that's what Bill Gates did when he got out of Microsoft. Philanthropist. Yeah, yeah, billionaire G. Yeah. Been genius Playboy <laughs> Philanthropist Club. Everybody wants to be a member. That's awesome. Well, it's kind of an elite club. You got what? Bruce Wayne, Tony Stark, <laughs> Oliver Queen. <laughs> it's a short list. It's a very short list. Yeah, I wonder how long they're going to push. Because uh, have they actually announced that they're only going to do one more year of Clone Wars? They haven't. But here's where it gets interesting is how long is the Clone Wars contract with Cartoon Network? Yeah, Good Disney point. Channel. Disney what Channel. What the fuck's going on with Cartoon Network? They're fucking they're a lot of shit up, like Young Justice. Well, yeah, I mean, like I heard they, I heard they, it got yanked again, didn't it? It came January? back for two weeks and they yanked it till January. Yeah, what the hell? But they still put the episodes up on iTunes. For like for a for a little bit though, right? Yeah, they pulled them down now, but I got to see the episode, the first one that got pulled. Did it you? was really good. Terrible. Well, plus in they Cartoon Network, they're, they're going last year too. They're they're going the way of freaking MTV. As soon as MTV stopped showing music videos and started showing reality TV, they destroyed themselves. Cartoon <laughs> Network has a live action show. Your fucking is name is the Cartoon Network. You should not be showing any live action shows. Yeah. Here, here's where it get interesting though. For Disney channels, they have their hour, their Marvel block or whatever they call that programming block is if they yeah, disney disney xd or whatever yeah disney xd yeah. has their marvel hour or something like that now they're if they can get the rights back to the clone wars cartoon and put that on there that's three shows they've got in the marvel block basically yeah and i'm sure they could do another another animated show from the marvel universe and do a two-hour block of cartoons every saturday or sunday maybe they'll reboot the droids cartoon oh god <laughs> or the ewoks cartoon yeah Hells yeah I remember those Saturday mornings. No. I gotta show you guys something. 
I need to grab something. Uh oh. I'm if, scared now. If he puts his cock on camera, I'm leaving. That's all I gotta say. YouTube's gonna pull this video if he does that. <laughs> <laughs> he found the world's Anthony, only Ewok lightsaber. Anthony, you can see us, can you? Yeah. Um, this is one of my prized parts of my collection here. Oh, wow. Oh my god, it's still in the box? This is a droid's lightsaber from the cartoon. Remember, That's you can cool. see, uh, you can see, uh, see him up there. There's little guys there. Oh, yeah. But the, one of the cool things about this one is, uh, you yeah. see how on the box it's a red lightsaber, but I can, I found a green one. And it's still in the box, but yeah. And the only thing, but it's kind of cool, but takes a little away from, is it's got three, like, Zellers. It's got a Zellers and a five star sticker on it. And it went from twelve ninety nine to seven ninety nine to five ninety nine. <laughs> they were trying to clearance out something, not realizing it was a collector's item. Well, no, no, that was this is original. Like these price tags are from back in like the early eighties when this came out. Oh wow! And this this just became like a clearance item in the store. I guess nobody was buying them when the cartoon came out, right? So That's believe what it or not, now, if it's the green one instead of the, the red one in the picture, it's a collector's item. Yeah. That is true, yeah. This is actually, like, people, it's funny, people ask me, like, what's your priciest, like, most prized one in the collection? And this is actually one of the top ones. If you saw the kid on the back, you'd see why it wasn't a big seller. Yeah, here, I'll show you the back as well. <laughs> There's a little uh, twerpy kid on the back there. <laughs> little Johnny Badass. Yeah, yeah, make sure it's... I got it's a lightsaber, there. Mommy! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks pretty like sweet, pants. Pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> So how is the collection going? How many how many lightsabers are you, you up know to? What, now, Jay? Uh, what are you up to now? Seventy eight lightsabers. I am up to seventy five lightsabers. Seventy five. Damn. 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 Something like that. You didn't have a barbecue or anything, eh? Um, <clears throat> we were that milestone I hit was because of Fan Expo when oh, I bought the oh, Kit, oh. Kit Fisto Master Replica that brought me to that nice round number. So, but this news here probably means that we've got many more to come. Hopefully, varied ones. You know. Yeah, Disney will put tons out. Disney and Ewoks. There's something that seems to go together. I could see them trying to bring back the Ewoks if they do. Is there going to be a ton of Disney shit at our fucking fan expos now? Well, if they're doing episode seven, we could see Ewoks again. See. Yep. My friend uh, Ferg, who's been on our show a few times, brought up a really good point: is that Lucas Arts has always been really cool about fans doing cosplay things and things like that, making their own props to do costuming. And like yeah. Disney necessarily hasn't been as cool with fans doing that with their properties. I wonder if they're going to come and try and go after like the Five O First, be like, "Hey, you guys got to stop making unauthorized replicas of Star Wars products now." Oh yeah, if they do that, that'd be a severe backlash. That, that's what I would be worried about: is Disney is much more protective of their things, whereas Lucasfilm realized that fans did this out of love of it. They really weren't selling things make a profit. They were more making things to go enjoy them. And, and building Disney, the universe. Exactly. And if Disney comes down and is like, no, no, we don't want this anymore, and, and tries to get rid of that, there will be a lot of backlash from all the previous fans or the older generation of fans, really. And you don't want to lose that older generation. Yeah, that wouldn't sit well with fans at all. Disney would catch some shit for pulling that. I will. I hope they don't do it. I hope that they basically just leave most of that stuff under the control of Lucasfilm. Yeah, that, I mean that yeah. would be the smart decision. I mean, you always got the you know you got a couple thousand lawyers sitting at Disney trying to decide shit like that right now, and all we can hope is that they make the right decisions. 
hopefully this is one of those things they realize that is a great fan goodwill gesture is to let people make their own replicas of things to go enjoy being a fan to go dress up to be ambassadors of your product basically yeah people who love the product is how you bring more people in because there's an honest goodness love of what they're doing when they go out there and dress up when they make things when they go and share star wars with people yeah share the yeah they share the love with their friends and their family Exactly. Like, we had some of the guys from the 501st at the uh, West Virginia Pop Culture Con a couple weeks back, and they brought their own set replicas they'd made. They had, like, three or four different costumes each of their rotating out, and, like, they made it a point to go and take pictures with every kid that wanted a picture, to go and say hi to everyone, answer questions about how to start getting into costuming, start suggesting the right products to buy to make your costume, and there's a whole secondary market that's been developed around making your own Star Wars costume. And the last thing I want to do is see oh, Disney yeah. be like, here, here's a kit. Here's your costume. Now you can't make your own because we'll sue the shit out of you. Absolutely. Um, At uh, Fan Expo, I went to uh, a 501, did a, you know, like a prop and helmet making workshop in one of the panel rooms. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that was cool to watch, man. But uh, how they just learn when they're starting out and then they become the pros and, and it's the same things with the lightsabers. There's some custom companies out there doing just the craziest shit oh, with helps. And, and you can awesome. actually, yeah, and they're like, you. these are meant to battle. You go ahead. You know, like the Master Replicas are pretty sturdy enough, but they say mm-hmm. on the box, they don't want you to break their product. So, you know, people return it all the time or whatever. But the custom guys out there, they're like, oh, yeah, go for it. These are meant to duel. Have a blast. Go ahead. You can even change the blade out, you know? Yeah. I just that's my thing that scares me the most is that they'll do something to prevent the fans from being able to have the same experience. I, I don't know if I'm putting the right words to it. It just scares the crap out of me though. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Okay, let's flip it here. I got something positive for you. <clears throat> Since the re-releases and redoing all the flicks, the one thing that Lucas hasn't released is high quality versions of the original trilogy. Yeah. Disney Blu-ray box set. That shit is in the stores before Christmas. It depends on how much work they have to do to get the <laughs> HD cuts of it for the original cut. True. Well, but it just speak. came out, though, right? Like, I just got Star Wars on Blu-ray. Yeah, but that year, was their I? special well, edition with yeah, new yeah. scenes cut into it. We're talking, like, the original cuts. The original yeah, the cuts. Original. Oh, the you're talking, like, con like, shot first. Yeah, the ones that they've never released. That Lucas oh said he God. never would release. <laughs> the ones I still have on VHS. <laughs> yeah, well, I got them. Uh, on VHS because you can't replace them. Yeah. I got. Uh, let me see here. I got this one here. A few years ago, this one came out, which is all six of them, and this one here does include the original cuts. I yeah. was giving them a watch because I couldn't believe how bad they actually were when you um, really watched. Yeah, those are like, standard you know. DVD, right? Yeah. Yeah, see, I would love, like, they've done HD remasters of stuff like Spike TV and stuff like that because they always get all the Star Wars movies. I would love to see HD cuts of the original trilogy without all of the extra <laughs> graphics thrown in, the changing of things later down the line because yeah, that's just... what I grew up watching. Yeah, see, I yeah. heard someone on another podcast talk about this, and I guess the only, like, there's one set of them and it's basically the old laser discs, and they weren't for sale for very long. Mm-hmm. It was a laser disc set of the original trilogy in a higher definition. I don't think it was what we call HD now, but it was a higher definition than the standard right. DVD deck. Hey, those laser discs were nice. Those were those. They had some nice quality on those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And you could beat someone to death with one. 
<laughs> and honestly, the reason we haven't gotten the original cuts is because of George Lucas. And if he's not running the company anymore... Because well, he, uh, he was the one that said he wouldn't release them, right? Right. And the fan demand is there. It might oh, one day happen. I mean, yeah, the, the People versus George Lucas. There's a whole yeah. documentary based about the fact that people want those movies. And it's his. I understood it was his stuff. He can go and change it as he sees fit. But there's a reason, like the Library of Congress has a copy of the original Star Wars in there. Exactly. Things yeah, like that. Sure. You can't keep changing your masterpiece and have it stay the same. Like I hate the new end of Return of the Jedi now, where Nevader's no longer silent as he makes his decision to throw the Emperor down the down the shaft. Oh because yeah, it was, it was so much more powerful. With you could see he had a mask on, and you could see conflict on his face, for lack of a better term. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think it's bad, but it was definitely unnecessary. It was, it did it, it, it came across just fine and perfectly. Right, like some it. of the yeah. stuff he changed in there made sense. Like the Ewoks blink now. Oh, do they? I didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah, that was, that was one of the big deals people flipped out about. The Ewoks blink. The Ewoks blink. Oh, who gives a shit? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, they were just helmets before. It was you know small people wearing giant heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he totally. couldn't find enough really tall people to go to Kashyyyk because that's what he wanted to do originally was go to the Wookiee homeworld. Yep. Well, yeah, that, yeah. and also doing Ewoks give him a second set of toys. Yeah, that's true, too. One of his original thoughts was doing the whole thing as midgets when he wrote it. That's why he did Willow afterwards, because he had originally kind of wanted to do Star Wars as little people. And then he was like, yeah, it's kind of silly. But then he decided he revisited the idea, and that's why we got Willow. Imagine <laughs> how creepy that would have been if all the Star Wars films were nothing but little people. Yeah, I know. It's strange. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, and I found it on um, Disney's website oh, on one of their cool press releases. Right Who knows, man? It's uh... they got a thing. They talked to Bob Iger. It says that uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger said Lucasfilm had already developed an extensive storyline on the next trilogy. Episode Seven was now in early stage development, and he said he talked with Lucas about buying the company from him a year and a half ago. Okay. But they didn't story. But if yeah. it does go through, your writers had it for a year and a half to work on it. Hey, yes. we might be back. Are we back? <laughs> yeah, we're Yay. back on YouTube now. There was tell there. I was telling uh, Anthony that uh, Mark Hamill actually knew about Episode Seven, and so did Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. He he was talking. There's an interview on Entertainment Weekly. I just pulled up, and they asked what he makes the big news, and he goes, "Quote, oh my gosh, what a shock that was! I had no idea George was going to sell to Disney until I read it online, like everybody else." He did tell us last summer about wanting to go on to do Episode Seven, Eight, and Nine. And wow. that Kathleen Kennedy would be doing that. That's really exciting. I can see Disney wanting to use Ewoks more, though. They're very Disney-friendly. Mm. And easy. Maybe that's when they'd reboot, like a new Ewoks cartoon. <laughs> but I guess the question is, are they still going to do the TV show that he wanted to do, too? Yeah. that's. Um, they did express interest, I think. I think I heard someone say on the side from Lucasfilm that, yeah, they're still interested in, the, in what TV has to offer. Yeah, they were originally planning to do a TV show that was like between episode three and four that did a lot of the backstory there. Hmm. And they've been talking to uh, Rick McCallum, I think is the guy's name, who was one of the producers yeah. on the prequels, who kept saying, we've got all these great ideas. And George Lucas had said, we basically have scripts for 100 TV shows put together already. We just don't think the special effects technology is affordable and good enough for what we need to do on TV yet. Well, now they got Disney money, plus Lucas money. <laughs> Mouse money. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just sending a message here. So yeah, um, <clears throat> it's uh, 
this might be a cool opportunity to bridge the gap between those people who hate the, the prequels and those who are like real, you know, fans of the new stuff. Like, cause it's not just a generational thing. I know mainly it's, you know, your kids love the new stuff and the older generations love the old stuff. But you know, I was on board with the prequels from the beginning. <clears throat> so I kind of almost feel a hypocritical sense that everybody's all of a sudden positive and so excited about seven, eight and nine again, when all they've done is spent 10 years trashing the prequels. But you see, honestly, here's what I'm going to say, and I'm going to sound terrible saying this, is part of the problem with the prequels was George Lucas. Oh, absolutely. He I wanted been... perfection with everything. He wanted to try and use cutting-edge special effects, whether they are ready or not. And this, this also going to sound terrible for me to say, but in my opinion, the best Star Wars movie is Empire, which is the one he had the least involvement in. Yeah. And a lot of people say that, though. Yeah. yeah. So I don't feel as bad saying that. Don't get me wrong. I love the Star Wars movies. I grew up with them and with Star Trek. I mean, I loved sci-fi growing up. Star Wars was always one of my favorite series. But... It's weird to me how the prequels aren't forgiven for their errors and stuff. Because and, you're right. There are some stuff that was used, wasn't ready, done wrong. Not everything was great. But, I mean, they were you really do watch. Yeah, That's what's so bad about That's what I can't forgive about parts of them is they're just really boring. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess so. I mean, Episode 1 was basically space politics. Yeah. Maybe I don't know if I, maybe I enjoy politics. I don't know. My favorite one of all, you don't enjoy all the Star Wars movies... It's it's probably Jedi, but Phantom Menace is a close second for me. It's I know it's crazy and it's nuts, and you know I should lose my Star Wars card, but there's some <laughs> points, there's some points to that movie. It's still got the single best lightsaber duel ever put on film. Like once Liam, once uh, Qui Gon goes down and Ewan and uh, Darth Maul go at it, that is still the cleanest nicest most you know technically sound lightsaber duel of the whole thing it's that's beautiful. one of my favorite parts of episode one is the lightsaber battles and things like that the problem is they just yeah. get so bogged down and let's talk about everything we're going to do in episode one and it's talk 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 okay we'll do something cool talk 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 here's jar jar to do something that's supposed to be funny more talking we might fight a little bit Jar Jar was not good. I won't ever try to defend don't, don't get me wrong I love Star Wars but <laughs> Phantom Menace is probably my least favorite out of all of them um, you think that Revenge of the Sith finally came close to bridging the gap of old style Star Wars and new style Star Wars, though? I think it was it came closest out of the prequels, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that Ewan McGregor basically channeled Ali Guinness throughout the prequels. He was fantastic. Yeah, he yeah, was. There, I mean, there's no getting around that. He was perfect casting. Yeah, Anthony, you and I have talked many times before, though, about uh, you know I know Josh agrees too, but the guy who does. Anakin on the Clone Wars is a far better Anakin than Hayden Christensen. I, I agree. <laughs> Hayden Christensen, I don't think, was the right pick. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, also, I mean, I feel sorry for the guy in the way that, I mean, he does get so much backlash from fans, and he had such fucking huge shoes to fill. Yeah, that's he the problem. He had two movies to try to go from being the cute little kid that everybody saw on Phantom Menace and turn that into fucking Darth Vader. That is yeah. a hell of a you know a storyline arc to try to cover in two films for any one actor. Oh, you know, a, lo a lot of it he did all right. I do think he's an okay actor. There's just the parts that kill me were the, the, <clears throat> yeah, it was the whiny kind of thing. It was uh, the some whole... of it, honestly, it's some of the lines he had to deliver. He didn't write the script. Yeah, the lines George were Lucas horrible. Wrote the script. Yeah, I the mean, lines some of the were lines so bad. That he did as his character made him a bad character. Yeah. See, so when I, that makes people hate the actor. 
when I first heard Disney bought it, my first thought was finally, because I've wanted for a long time. I've always been saying it's time to hand over the reins. It's time for Lucas to get out of the way because he created something bigger than himself. Now his whole his own brain can't handle it. It's too big now. You know, you, right. you can't expect one brain to fill the amount of space that that universe requires at this point. But and I never expected George Lucas to sell the company. I more expected him to retire and basically I agree. keep yeah. it there. I mean, I, I'm intrigued with the fact that Disney owns it now. I want to. I'm very curious what they do with it. I but think they'll I, stay out of the way and just uh, let let Lucasfilm let the people within Lucasfilm have more freedom to create more things. Right, and I think which that's Lucas the, did. The yeah. the current chairman, I think Iger, Bob Iger, is that it? Or whoever the yeah. guy is that's basically yeah. running Disney right now, he's retiring in 2015. So after 2015, that's when you might want to worry a little bit about who's going to come in next and how they're going to want to run the Disney Empire. I mean, are they going to want to put Marvel under their control instead of letting it basically be semi-independent and semi-independent like they're doing with Lucasfilm? Or the, they... how far Disney has come since they bought, you know, since they re-got Pixar and they got Marvel and now have bought Star Wars? It's insane because they were oh, yeah. low at one point. They were real low. They had a bad few years in their company. All of a sudden, they're, they've become, again, what we used to be scared of them for, the mega fucking corporation. But in a way, people aren't hating them because they let Marvel be. It's the smartest, brilliant move. Like, how could they ever right. not continue to follow that idea of letting that, people do their that shit? That was my right? biggest worry when they bought Marvel is the, what they would do to either interfere or to cross-promote things. So honestly, the worst thing I think we've gotten is they did some variant comic book covers where everyone was in Tron costumes. That's the worst they've done on crossovers. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, in hell, you've got all the Disney stores now filled with Marvel merchandise. Marvel right. merchandise has gone insane with Disney. Yeah. Well, and you know, as soon as the contract runs out at Universal Studio, they're going to move a whole bunch of Marvel stuff to Disneyland and Disney World, too. Well, yeah, that, I mean, Marvel's just waiting That's to get all their contracts back from everybody yeah. now. Because now they have their own Marvel Studios, so they want Spider-Man and X-Men back. They got I mean, Daredevil back. Yep. So, I mean, they're just working on getting everything back to where it's all Marvel in-house, and then it's just however much the mouse interferes with them. Other than that, it's Marvel doing their thing and just kicking ass. Yep. This guy's scared the crap out of DC. <laughs> oh, no doubt. <laughs> if Justice League isn't, like, just perfect, if it's not perfect, it's going to just get crushed. <laughs> you know what? I think, like I've said before, though, that's going to test a lot on Man of Steel. I think Man of Steel is going to, how, how well that's done is going to depend on people's trust with leaving it with uh, Justice League. Yeah, and Man so. of Steel's it's stuck been into two shadows, because it's coming in after the the Batman trilogy that brought back a dead franchise, which I mean Batman was dead. Joel Schumacher yeah. killed it. He killed it. And Nolan brought yeah. back Batman and made a trilogy that was amazing. So you have good DC movies. And then unlike me, everybody else apparently hated the Brandon Ralph Superman. They hated the Brian Singer Superman. Not so me. it's got to be a Superman movie that's on par with Batman. And better than the last Superman. I think Brandon Routh gets a bad rap for that movie. He was one of the best parts of it. I like. I think so too. I think he was channeling yeah. Christopher Reeve. I yeah. mean, literally, there seems like if you close your eyes and just listen, you almost don't know it's him. Yeah, I like that Brandon Routh. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, and that movie had great parts. The problem is it didn't have a great fight scene. You had yeah. Luther basically outthink yeah. your amazingly strong superhero. Which is great in a story, but it doesn't work for shit in a movie. It, it tried to call too yeah. much back to the Richard Donner movies. 
Yeah, which as you know, being that they were the really good ones, that made sense. But yeah, it went too far. There needed it, it, to be the giant robot, the huge building that Superman could knock down something. And the transition is back to Star Wars. They need to be careful enough to do the same thing with the Star Wars movies and try to pay too much homage to the old stuff. You need to be able to don't. I think one of the things that hurt the prequels a little bit is they tried to tie, make little subtle tie-ins to everything in the original trilogy. Jabba shows up here even though he has no real part, or they have a little casual throwaway line to something in the original trilogy. You've got to be careful that you don't try and connect the lines too much. Yep. The tiny Easter eggs that the huge geeks get that everybody else might just even gloss over, but yeah, you can't have one every five minutes. Yeah, I'll be honest, one of the best Easter eggs I've seen lately as I've been watching Arrow, which, I, which I've really enjoyed, mm-hmm. there was a great throwaway line. He has a guy handcuffed to the railroad tracks, and he's like, you better tell me, because the 5 o'clock to Bloodhaven's on its way or something like that. And I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, just... guys, I'm going to take a second here. Uh, one of our viewers... Judith, Judami117, she's at Judami117 on uh, Facebook, or sorry, on Twitter. Um, She's going to join us. She's watching right now, I believe. I've sent her several invites here. For some reason, it's not working. It's saying, oops, try again. Uh, I got Judith, Judami117, Luna. That's the address I found there. So Judami117, if I got anything wrong there, you know... uh, I don't know. Send me a message Come here. to uh, plus.google.com and it should show up as a notification there that you've been invited to a hangout. Yes. So do what Chris said. <laughs> and because I sent a couple there. Right now it's saying, oops, try again. But I did send you a few before that, uh, that as far as I know went through. So uh, we'll see what happens there. We'd love anybody's opinions. You know, we've tweeted out there. If anybody has any comments on anything we've said, of course, more than welcome. But, uh, yeah, so sorry to interrupt there, but I just wanted to say that because she just sent me a thing on Twitter saying it wasn't working. So we apologize for that little thing there. We're full of technical difficulties. Hell, yeah. All right, so I got I got one word for you guys. Uh-huh. Jackson. Really? What, hmm. Peter Jackson? No, J-A-X-X-O-N. Disney owns Marvel. Now Disney owns Lucas, which means the green fucking rabbit for the 1970s Star Wars comics could get put back into the Star Wars universe. Oh, shit, <laughs> man. The one thing that Marvel added that apparently Lucas said, uh, no, that never happened. There's no fucking green funny. Um, I don't, I'm not sure I know what you're talking about, man. Fill me in. In the 1970s comics that Marvel did, they yeah. added a new character named Jackson who was a green rabbit. I don't remember that at all. I haven't read a lot of those ones, to be honest, but uh, really? <laughs> yeah, he hung out with, um, uh, I, I want to say he was on the ship with uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca for like a couple adventures. It was when they were releasing the comics in between the films. And so they wanted just more stories, and everybody was so Star Wars crazy after the first one came out that kids were buying anything, anything that said Star Wars. Marvel did a bunch of books that were, you know, all the Star Wars books, but they had a bunch of them that had a giant green bunny rabbit named Jackson in it. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah, he was like the OG Bucky O'Hare. Yes, Bucky (laughs) O'Hare. Actually, I'm not sure. Bucky might have been based on him or vice versa. I'm not sure. But yeah, there's an actual Marvel character named Jackson 
that was a green bunny rabbit in the Star how did, Wars comics. How did he fit into the story? I don't know. I haven't been able to ever get my hands on the 70s Star Wars comics. I would love to read them. Maybe we'll get some digital versions of them now. I have a couple of them. Most of the ones I have are the Dark Horse, though. But, uh, you know, that's another thing. Dark Horse is so extensive as far as how many stories they've actually done. Oh, yeah. That they have so much they could really choose from, you know? Oh, there's going to be so many questions. It's going to be nothing but questions and questions and stuff. For at least two years. For Well, I don't think it'll be that long. At least we'll start. We have to start hearing about some kind of production stuff. Yeah, like, uh, I guess here's the real question, though, guys, is when stuff starts coming out, are you going to want to hear it? Because, for instance, in my case, I went spoiler-free for both Avengers and Dark Knight Rises, and I had a ton of fun going in there basically knowing nothing other than what I'd seen in the trailer. I did I the same think, for episode three. I think I'm going to do it for episode seven and want to know nothing but what's in a trailer. I don't think I could keep it to myself. I don't think <laughs> I could handle it. It was very hard for me to do on Avengers. I almost <laughs> caved a couple times, and I got spoiled with the Thanos scene by accident. Like, oh, oh really? that's the movie came out. It I wasn't didn't terrible, see that to the end. So I was I'm like, okay, to... that's not bad. I was like, this is pretty cool. There's the next one. But I knew nothing else about the movie other than what was in the trailer. So... Yeah, see, all oh. I knew going in was stay because there's two endings, two yeah. extra endings. That's all I knew going in, so I loved it. But yeah, I haven't. I mean, we're all on podcasts. We're all on podcasts about geek stuff. Between now and 2015, that's a lot of information to duck. Well, I'll be honest. When we, <laughs> when we were talking stuff on Avengers before it came out, when we would do that in the show, I would take my headphones off and I would be like, "Hey, message me when it's time that when we're going on to another topic." And then when we did wow. the audio editing. I had the time. I would go and put a spoiler alert tag in there that would come up before it started, and then I would skip to the <laughs> next stuff. I was hardcore about not wanting to get spoiled on some of these things, and I think I'm going to do it for Star Wars 7. What's funny is the last time I actually did that hardcore was for Scream 4. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm such a huge Scream fan, dude. You don't know. I burned holes in the three VHS tapes I had of the original trilogy. Wow. I fucking love those movies. Um... How does this, uh, how's... <laughs> nice. Welcome back, fellas. Ah, sorry about that. <laughs> Good lord. Talk about these technical difficulties. It's alright. It's, it's not going too unsmoothly for my first time messing around with this stuff. Uh, what I was saying there before we went out is uh, 20th Century Fox still has rights to the distribution of the, uh, you know, of the other movies. That's so correct. When Disney starts making uh, new movies, are these going to be Star Wars movies that don't have the beginning Star Wars or, uh, you know, the 20th Century Fox logo, the beginning they will of the trailer be. there? They'll have the Disney logo in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, oh that'll be fucking weird. See what I'm saying? Well, How they might weird this is going to be? That. They'll do the Lucasfilm logo, I'm sure, and then it's a question of whether they do the Disney logo. I'm sure they're going to. Yeah, I can't imagine them not. As soon as Disney has, I mean, once they have the rights of it, if they can slap a Disney logo in front of those, anything Star Wars now, I think, is going to have a Disney logo in front of it. Because sure. that just screams money. But not hearing the... You'll be like, oh... The other question that comes up is they were going to do 3D re-releases of the original trilogy. Are they still going to do that now that Disney has acquired Star Wars? Granted, 20th Century Fox has rights to it still, but I'm sure there was work that needed to be done after the 3D conversion. So is Disney going to be like, no, we don't want to do this? Good point, because Episode 2 was scheduled for like next summer or something sure i'm sure episode two is probably done by now being i'm sure they'll do it because they're gonna get a cut of it somehow 
Because yeah, I'm sure yeah. Lucasfilm is getting a cut somehow, and that'll just go to um, little brain fart. That'll just go to Disney now, because Disney is Lucas fart, Lucasfilm. So if they've been talking about, it, if they first thought of this maybe like a year and a half ago, that would be before they even released Episode One in 3D. True. That so, was last, like what, last January or February? Yeah. So that probably debunks that conspiracy theory. They probably realized that they would end up having to do the re-release of them. Oh shit. Because they were going to re-release all of them, though, so they've still got to do the original trilogy in 3D. Yeah, they were going to do all six, so they just wow. have to keep plowing them out. And they wouldn't put them all out in time before they planned out putting Episode 7 in. No, that's... there's got to be something in that clause where Lucas sold it to him, saying that everything that's already in production that he's already signed off on is allowed to continue. Yeah, the question well, is, yeah, how, this... how did they? What was the contract form for doing a 3D conversion? Did they do just one movie at a time, or did they do a block with like just the prequels, or did they do them all? Yeah, because that that would be the deciding factor. Because if he signed off on all six, then they get to take as long as they want and still do all six and pull that money in. Which, yeah. if they're doing that while the other ones are hitting theaters, <laughs> that's that. a great way for 20th Century Fox to make some cash. Yeah, it really is. Shit, man. Yeah, this like, be interesting. how well did that even do, Phantom Menace? Like, you know, maybe it did kind of not well enough that they were like, screw it, we're not even going to do the other ones, you know, why bother, it wasn't worth it. Well, so I think they knew that was going to be the hard sell was going to be Phantom Menace, because that's generally the one that people don't like out of most other Star Wars movies. Yeah. I heard people who have seen it in 3D said it was pretty cool, though. <laughs> I'm not big on 3D movies, so I didn't go and see it, but... I, you know, of all the 3D movies I've seen, the one still that impressed me the most for use of 3D was Jackass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they actually used it to the best of its, you know, appropriateness. You know, Jackass 3D was impressive. Yeah, it was amazing. That one slow motion uh, dildo flying through the air. Yeah. You, <laughs> and it's coming so slow, it's, uh, it's coming so... It was coming so slow at the screen, you're like, okay, it's going to kind of either disappear or go over your shoulder, and it just keeps coming at your face. And I found myself kind of slowly moving out of the way, like, ah. <laughs> No! I, I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to me 117 says thank you. Um, thanks for mentioning her. Uh, yeah, we're sorry, hon. I don't know what's going on with this stupidness. Hopefully we'll get it figured out next time. Well, I but, sent you uh, a link on Twitter, so if you change your mind, feel free. To, it might work that way if you want to try that. That's true. Different ways in might work. Yeah. But, uh, what was I thinking? We love to meet new friends, that's for sure. I don't know what happened to Mr. Johnny Baticus there, though. Uh, maybe he didn't get an invite either then, because if she didn't. I don't know, Johnny, if you're watching, but uh, we, I try to send a new one, too, for sure. Yeah, sometimes Google wants you to have the person you're inviting in one of their circles, in one of your circles on there. Otherwise, sometimes it craps itself. I don't know. Yeah, see, because that I don't have yet, right? So let's try it one more time. Inviting. The other thing that's really good with uh, this acquisition is that they're doing the new Star Wars game. Have you guys been following the Star Wars 1313 that was announced? Yeah, what is that that's happening? What's that all about? I heard that's about basically, it. it's like a bounty hunter game, basically. You don't play one of the main characters. It takes place like the underworld of Coruscant. But one okay, of the questions yes. that really came up, and I actually wrote about this for another thing, was that Disney has shifted their strategy in video games to more of like social gaming and uh, casual gaming. And 
Lucasfilm, LucasArts rather, has not. So the question came up when this acquisition happened, is Star Wars 1313 still going to come out? And I guess they did an interview with one of the guys over at LucasArts who was developing it. And he said, as far as we know, everything is still going forward as planned, as business as usual. Star Wars 1313 is still scheduled to come out. So the, the new Star Wars game is supposed to come out, and I'm excited for that because Lucasfilm, LucasArts made a commitment to saying, you know, we really haven't done so great with our Star Wars games lately. So we're going to put some more focus into making more fun games for Star Wars. That's what they need to do because a lot of these, like, it really is hardcore gamers who get into the RPGs. And when you got, like, a mission to do, I want a Star Wars game where I can just, you know, get on, kick some ass for a while and get off. Yeah. Well, kind of easily, play the you know. Kingdom Hearts games? Okay, again, we apologize for, uh... Even more technical difficulties. Yeah, we're not very technical. As you can see, we're not very techy. We're not super techy folks. I've been working my phone over here. We got the Chris back again, at least there. Yeah, we just saw there was another invite that came back, so... Yeah. I want to hit Anthony up. Oh, there we go. I don't know what keeps happening. (laughs) You keep touching stuff. I don't mean to keep touching stuff. (laughs) Sean, keep his hands away from the computer. Don't let him touch nothing. Well, my hands are all over my phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find cool people that could uh, be tied into Star Wars things now. Nice. Are you guys going to tweet out the uh, link for this one? Oh, yeah, there's uh, yeah, I, I can find it real quick if need be. Actually, I've got it. The boy is quick. Oh, I had the YouTube channel open from the other thing, so I had to... Here's the link. I just put it in the chat window. There we go. Nice. Copy that. Throw it in my Twitter, man. Okay. I will do the same. Copy short. Yep, copy short. uh, I'm scared to do anything now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put this in Facebook and let our folks know on there that we had to switch. We get better engagement on our Facebook page than we do on Twitter right now. Um, yeah, Facebook's uh, been pretty crazy lately. Uh, forgive us for this lull in the show here. We're just, uh, not that anybody would be watching, so we don't even have shit together yet. But yeah, do you think, um, Topher would, uh, get a chance to do anything? Like, yeah, he's, is he a Fox guy? Topher oh, Grace? you mean because he did, because the, he did the whole, uh, uh, recut of what, all six? Yeah, he turned them all into one movie and was like, apparently it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I still have, have you guys seen that? I've never been able to, I haven't seen No, it. the distribution was ridiculous. They showed it like one con and they didn't put it anywhere else. Yeah. Was it even a con or was it like a totally invite only? I think it might have been an invite only thing at the big San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah, I would really love to see that shit. Though. Did you just tweet that for me? Yeah. I'll put it on the on the Facebook page for Junk Food Podcast. Cool. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. 
Judemy117 says, I think Disney will do great with Lucasfilm. I don't think Mickey would show up in the Jedi. Jedi Mickey. You know you're going to see it, though. So, But they've already had prior, uh, because of the Star Wars celebration, that's always been Disney, is it not? I believe so. Yeah, they partnered with them on that. Because they did mixes of toys, right? Because there's been a bunch of them on Twitter, people showing, like, the... The duck versions of stormtroopers and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, how how long was there a or how long ago was that a Star Wars ride? Oh, they've had that for a long time. They just finished an upgrade yeah. for it. There's there's always been a relationship between Disney and Lucas. Yeah. It, it's just now that relationship is their one. Because I feel like I've seen Mickey with the lightsaber before. Yeah, they did some sort of cross promotion stuff when Star yeah, Tours can... first started, and then again when they relaunched it, I think. I can totally imagine Daffy Daffy Duck in a. Or he's he's not even is he? He's Looney Tunes. He's Looney Tunes. They did yeah, Donald yeah. one. I know that, but it's Sith Donald. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can swear I can I can totally picture Daffy down up as Darth Vader. Yeah, I picture that too. I'm totally picturing that. Unless that was like one of those old like. Fucking duck off shirts and fucking crocodile duck, duck shirts. Remember shit. those? <laughs> so could this mean possible Howard the Duck reboot? That's what people were joking about. Is they did this just to bring back Howard the Duck? <laughs> <laughs> well, now they're gonna take Howard the Duck and move him and retcon him into part of the Duck family. <laughs> Can he team uh, with Darkwing Duck? Of awesome. Course. And Robo Duck. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was a great t-shirt. Uh, and they could almost cross over uh, Duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century <laughs> and uh, have them on the Millennium Falcon or some kind of shit. That'd be good times. But that's Daffy again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Duck Dodgers is Daffy. Who knows what's going to happen? You know what's nice to hear? The guy who uh, is basically in charge of the X-Men movies over at Fox. Mark Miller, I think is his name. Yeah, he's doing some uh, interview or something. And he was like, you know, I'd never have a problem with us hooking up some kind of deal to, like, cross over X-Men and Avengers and stuff, you know? like. Yeah, the the problem is the studios would have a problem with it. Because they're greedy. Why? (laughs) They could share, like, it's better than no money, no? Like... What's the, yeah, the attitude? Is but like, they would want so much money to do it after the money that Avengers made that it would just be prohibitive. Well, I mean, and see, here's the thing: Disney wants the rights back to those movies, so it's not in their best interest to go and partner with them, do a collaboration until they own the rights to it. Yeah, to do anything that would actually make the other company money. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna do everything they can to try to squash the release of Spider-Man Two and the next X-Men film. Disney will do whatever they can to put a movie up against those every opening weekend just to make those movies do bad. I don't know about that because they have to be careful they don't damage these properties they want back. Yeah. They don't damage it, just hurt them, make it to where they don't make enough money to where Fox finally wants to give them up. Yeah, I mean, they they tried to bargain with Fox this last time around. They're like, hey, if you give us the rights to Silver Surfer and Galactus, we'll give you another three years to do a Daredevil movie. And Fox went, nah. Well, they can't blame yeah. us. Like Daredevil really made him a ton of money. No, I mean the 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 conspiracy theory is they wanted to be able to have those guys for Guardians of the Galaxy one or two. And I still can't believe that that's the one they went with next. It's like really, yeah. 
Yeah. And not even like yeah. the original Guardians of the Galaxy, the new team. The Rocket yeah. Raccoon Groot team. What that, that's, the fuck? That's a hard sell to comic fans, let alone people who don't know anything about it. So that's the one I'm most worried about. But I've, I've learned my lesson with the Marvel movies is that they generally prove me wrong when I doubt them. Because I honestly didn't think Thor was going to be very good and I loved it. Yeah. Well, Anthony, where would you have gone with it? Where would you have gone next? For, I don't know, like, if honestly, for doing something, if they wanted to bring in the space stuff, I would have said that they should have done, like, I mean, you'd have to buy part of the rights, at least of the X-Men back, to move into, like, a Dark Phoenix saga and then introduce the Shi'ar and the freaking, um, ah, uh, Gladiator and all of his boys. Okay. From the Shi'ar, the Royal Guard. Because, I mean, if you introduce all those characters and then throw freaking Nova in there. No, but I mean, the if Marvel you got... version of you know, <laughs> if you got a choice and uh, you can only go with the characters that Marvel has right now, and they've done all that they've done, and you can't use X Men and stuff, I'm saying other than Guardians of the Galaxy, where do you go next? Do Just you general Marvel or to do a space movie but not be the Guardians? No, I'm saying like your Marvel comics, right? You've got Avengers has come out and it's a big, huge success, and you want to do your another comic character. You can't use the other ones you'd want to, like Fantastic Four and X Men. So where do you go after Avengers? Who do, who new do you bring in Easy. other than Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> Easy, Black Panther. That's the rumor. That's, no, sorry, that's that's still Avengers. Like you got to go away from Avengers. Where else do you go? You can't use Daredevil. You can't use Fantastic Four. Actually, you can't use, can use Daredevil now. Well, now, yeah, but you couldn't well, use Spider-Man. If, you know? if it's my dream project, they fucking drop some money, get some badass teenage <laughs> actors, and they do the New Warriors. Sweet. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Because all Marvel really has is the Avengers, kinetic right? Speedball. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But all Marvel really has is the Avengers. They've given away so many of their characters. You know, they're getting a few back here and there now, but. The Avengers is a huge roster, though. Yeah, the Avengers is a gigantic roster. Is Punisher Marvel? Yeah. Yeah, it is, because the last Punisher movie was under Marvel Studios, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they do something good with it. I loved Ray Stevenson. He was the Punisher, but the movie was shit. Like, the the bad, like, Jigsaw, that was horrible. See, I loved all of it. I loved Warzone. Warzone was literally like reading an old 90s Marvel Punisher book. It was yeah, just blood and guts and dead fucking mafia guys. It was awesome. Didn't the bad guys kind of bother you the way they were like, you'll never have to look at a mirror again, brother? Like, I don't know. They were just... Eh, the one dude was, you know, kind of creepy, but, I mean, it made it it made Jigsaw a much more interesting character. Because the one yeah. problem, the, the biggest problem that the Punisher has is that he kills his enemies. And every great superhero is defined by their villains. Batman's not shit without the Joker. Superman is nowhere near as cool without Lex Luthor. And the Punisher kills every motherfucker that gets in his way. (laughs) And so you've got to have Jigsaw because he's the one dude that lived through at least one death scene. And so he threw in the brother and it made him a little more interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He still didn't live through the fucking movie, so he can't come back for the sequel, but... You know, I hope they do more with it, though, for sure. Yeah, but that's what makes him a hard sell. All he does is kill people. Yep. Imagine they do a, whatchamacallit, Heir to the Empire and stuff, and they bring back Clone. The Zon trilogy. Yeah, like, uh, it would be interesting if they did that, eh? God, that would be awesome. Yeah. I, I, I wish they would do it, or I wish they'd do, like, a Pixar movie of it. 
I mean, the books are fantastic. Dark Horse comic adaptation of it is fantastic. That well, is I've what always, yeah. The, the the Zon trilogy is what re-sparked Star Wars for a lot of people when those came out in the early 90s. Is nothing had really been going on with yeah. Star Wars. And then that came out, and that, that's what sparked the EU and made that entire run of books for years happen. Yeah. I see, I haven't read that one, so I have to get my hand on the Dark Horse that's book. The Dark Commander one? Um, that's the Timothy Zahn trilogy. Um, There's a few in it. Dark There's... Force Rising, Heir to the Empire. Heir to the Empire. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the other one. Is it Blast Commander? It Blast, Command. Blast Commander. Blast Commander. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. those were right after Truce of Bacora. Truce of Bacora was the very first novel out of the movies. The very first That's time true. they were like, but... here's a new story, was Truce of Bacora. Yeah. yeah. But the, the first books that came out were the Tim Zahn ones. They didn't go in time order. The first yeah, books yeah, that yeah, came yeah. out that were released were the Tim Zahn trilogy. Yeah. Well, the very first book was Truce of Bakura, right? No, that's just timeline. That's just timeline. Oh, really? That Star came Wars out? Oh, okay. That first came out, but that came out like two or three years after Tim Zahn's trilogy was released. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't realize that. Okay, yeah. I understand. The, I the thing that really hurt them in the early run of the Star Wars books is they were all, they didn't put them out in chronological order. Like you'd have a book that came out that took place three years after Return of the Jedi, and then the next book that came out took place like a year after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So you kind of had to yeah. build the timeline on your own to figure out where it came from. I love that crap. I'm a big chronology nerd, so I love having to have it all out of line and like seeing it all come together, you know what I mean? That's why I'd love to see them jump ahead. I really would love to see them go like decades ahead, you know, a future, so, future yeah, Skywalker. And they, and they should too, because that'll just like be... Like be you'd be able to fill in with comics and books after that. So well, yeah, it's an like excuse to do so much more other stuff. Of, uh, of shit. Yeah, you know it's I mean? freedom. You're not bound. If they go ahead, they're not bound by all this stuff that the EU has already created, too, right? right? So, and guys, I put in the chat window a link to the uh, Dark Horse book for the Thrawn, Thrawn trilogy. It's badass. Nice. Nice. Hey, I'll be right back, guys. I go grab a drink. Yeah, do it. Do it. Good times. Oh, I'm still working on my extra large team. Or as in America, they would call this small. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my cell phone's beeping. Is that what that is? Yeah, I forgot that when it's sitting on the desk, it's right next to my microphone. So whenever it vibrates, it shakes the entire desk and my microphone goes nuts. <laughs> my dream is definitely David Fincher. I've decided on it. Yeah. I'd want to see David Fincher do it. Oh, good Lord, would I? I think it'd be beautiful. But Del Toro's close second. Del Toro would make a mean Star Wars movie, man. So would Peter Jackson, too. It's just... Yeah. I think well, he's too tied up thing... with The Hobbits. My favoriteest thing about Guillermo del Toro is his brilliance enough to recognize that you don't just go straight CGI. You mix it. You have like part costume, part prosthetics, mix it with some CGI. It's a painting. It's layers of media. It's That's the way to make it look amazing. That's why Hellboy 2 looked as brilliant as it did. Yeah, I loved Hellboy 2. You know? It was so well done. 420-page comic. Is yeah, what? Really that's your Thrawn uh, trilogy. Yeah, the, yeah they basically Thrawn took trilogy. three trades and put them together because they did a trade for each one of the books. That's yeah. why there's so many different illustrators on there. That's insane. It's it is fantastic though. Yeah, I love man. the fact that they put them all in one combined book. 
How much was that? It's 35 bucks oh, on Amazon. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn was a badass. Damn. Yeah, man. Eight days and two hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so they've had a lot of books coming out that I haven't been able to keep up on. Like I wanted to read Lost Drive of the Sith, didn't have a chance. See, you're better uh, than me. I kind of just gave up on the Star Wars books after a while. I decided that I'd had enough. I've taken a long break, but there wasn't any coming out that I was interested in anymore. Like there was just not, there was kind of a lull there. Of a few of them were just like the Darth Maul one. I didn't bother reading, and a few. Mm -hmm. But then, but lately they've been putting out ones that have been expanding things a little, like the Lost Child sure. of the Sith, and like you know, these Darth Plagueis, like Darth Plagueis. Yeah. That's kind of a must read, you know. Yeah, you have to know that kind of off story. When I was reading them, I literally had every book up through the New Jedi Order, and that's when I quit. I I owned every one of them, and then I just basically my friend was like, "Man, I'd love to read those." I'm like, "Hey, I'm moving. I'm about done with this." I gave him my collection. He's got all nice. my books. He's reading them now. So nice. I got wow. All my I got all mine right it, here. It's awesome to pass it forward like that. Yeah, yeah. Very true. I like the offshoots. You want to see? I'll show you my. Uh, I never get sent home with any. I cut awesome. some. Here we go. <laughs> Star Wars Thrawn Trilogy Volume 1 hardcover on in stock trades for $20.29. Not bad. Yeah. It's such a good book. I, I cannot recommend that anymore. I, that's the most. That's the thing I can recommend the most to anyone right now is the Thrawn Trilogy for Star Wars books. See, it's funny, like, I never got into the novels. Like, I think I read Splinter of the Mind's Eye, and that's it. That's a tough one to oh, do as yeah. your first Star Wars novel. Yeah, I read that Oh, no, I read that one, and then I read the one about Mace Windu, where he develops his own fighting style, and blah, blah, blah. With the, oh, wait, the they guys. put that in a book? Which book is that? See, there uh, you go. There's another Shatterpoint. one. Shatterpoint. Shatterpoint, there you go. Yeah, the yeah I gotta read the, Shatterpoint. The Shields. That, Matthew that was Woodring cool Stover wrote it. He's a fantastic writer, and his Star Wars books are also great. So That's where it. in the timeline is Shatterpoint then? Because when he invented Vapod, whereabouts in his Jedi career was he? I think it takes place primarily between episode two and three, and then there's like flashbacks to his creation of Vapod in there, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah, that sounds That's about cool. right from what I remember of the book. But yeah, like I've read those two novels, and other than the movies... The only other Star Wars I've done is reading Legacy, and that's what got me back into reading the actual the comics. I was like, I read the first issue of Legacy. I was like, this is freaking awesome. See, I, I Legacy, dabbled in yeah. Legacy. It was fun. Legacy would be such a badass movie idea, too, because you've got an army of Sith to go through. You can have multiple hundreds of different types of Sith running around. Yep. And and you're one lone little hero again. You know, it almost goes back to the original Star Wars. It's one guy versus an empire of Sith, right? Yeah, and I mean, I loved, I actually really enjoyed Phantom Menace. I was one of the few people that even didn't complain when I went and saw it in theaters. Like, I was, that was you, actually brother. pretty cool. <laughs> I, I liked it. <laughs> the only thing I hated was, you know, Ray Park. If you can't see his face, it's a $100 million movie. He's a badass. Yeah. But they made him this epic character and killed him in the first fucking movie. It's like the Jack Nicholson Joker. Like, yeah. what the fuck were you thinking? Why make yeah. this amazing character and then cut him in half at the end of the film? Yeah, Although Christopher Lee was badass as Dooku, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were yeah. other great villains. But, like, the idea of, like, oh, man, you got this awesome. And, I mean, the the race that Darth Maul is has that, you know, that crazy look. They're so cool yeah. looking. The Zabrax. Yeah, the yeah I like that we didn't find out what they were for for years. Yeah, you know? and then they killed him off. Yeah, you start with Legacy, and, oh, my God. Here's, you know, this pimp emperor that's got like nine Siths surrounding him, and they're all at least as badass as Darth Maul was. 
See, this is they've they this is where they mess with stuff because somebody's got to be trying to keep keep stuff together because the Clone Wars, the cartoon itself, has changed so much crap. Because we didn't know what Darth Maul was for a few years. Then we find out he's Zabrath and everything. Then we find out because of Clone Wars all of a sudden. Oh, what? Asajj Ventress is a night sister? Oh, what? Darth Maul is like a night brother? They're like connected all on Dothamir? Like, yeah, that got a little crazy when they started trying to connect things like that. Yeah, so I, you know, it's. And that's what they got to be careful they don't do in the next set of Star Wars movies is try and connect everything so much. Well, that's what I liked that the Night Sisters were so on their own. You know, they shouldn't have had anything to do with Darth Maul. Yeah, and, I agree. Yeah, they connected the whole thing. You know, so I, I thought it was super cool when it turns out Asaz Ventress was a Night Sister. I thought that was a pretty cool thing to do. But then to add Darth Maul to the whole mix as well, like, come on, lay off there. You know, like I didn't even like when they brought Savage Opress in because you, it was it seemed like a Darth Maul ripoff. You know, it was like, how many of these creatures are Siths? Is every one of the species a Sith, you know? <laughs> From the look of them, they should be. They all look evil. Yeah, but then you yeah. go back and play KOTOR 2, I think it is, and you have a you have a party member who's a Zabrak who's very peaceful and yep. nice. and See, is that character different. painted up then? Or is that ca- character tattooed? He's not tattooed. He just has gray skin. Oh, like, okay. There's patterns to the gray skin, if I remember right. Okay. I can't remember the guy's name to save my life. It's been a long time since I played KOTOR 2. I got this one badass Darth Maul action figure, and it's he's got his shirt off, so his whole upper body's all tattooed. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty nifty. Nice. So I I think in overall here, uh, we're pretty much agreeing this this is exciting. This isn't really I haven't heard too much negative stuff. I'm just wor- I have worries, but I just worry by my very nature. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's gonna be worries. There's gonna be a lot to go through because they could. They, you know, it's it's how many years, how many decades of this one guy having control of this, and it's very exciting that new people can do new things with it. Yet at the same time, new people can fuck shit up pretty bad. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, having the whole universe turned over to a company—that's a crazy idea. Well, I think Star Wars will have the clout behind it as well as being, especially with Disney now, that they will pull some, like, they're even talking Spielberg. Like, this could be Spielberg's first chance to actually direct uh, a Star Wars because it's Lucas who wasn't able to, to hire him because of all that SAG shit that went on years ago. That shouldn't get in the way at all with the, with Disney being like, hey, man, you want to make a Star Wars movie? Like, That'd be cool. Yeah, that he would sits be on the awesome. board of directors, right? He sits on the board of directors. He pretty much directed Revenge of the Sith, you know, so. I think that would be amazing if they actually just put him in the chair and said, here's the next trilogy, go for it. Yeah. That could be crazy good. Or even a J.J. Abrams. Star Wars could be pretty sick. No, you don't think? I don't need lens flare every time the camera moves. (laughs) You know what? I I love J.J. Abrams' lens flare. I hate Michael Bay lens flare. Isn't it weird that there's a difference? (laughs) But that being said, I do. I enjoy the J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. It's really good. But I don't need him doing both Star Trek and Star Wars. That's true. That would be like a very, like a weird mix. Yeah, you know, but I mean, I, I love Josh Whedon. He did a great job and all that stuff, but I love how everyone was immediately fucking, <laughs> get Josh Whedon to do it. Get Josh Whedon to do it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, now they want, 
You know that guy must have an awesome email inbox, all the people that are throwing millions of dollars at him to direct everything. Yeah. How about a Zack Snyder Star Wars? Let's see how good Superman is first before I would be down for that. Oh, I'm so excited. Sucker Punch was enough to go on for that. 300 was enough for me to go on for that. Watchmen yeah. was enough After for me to go on for that. After 300, Watchmen, if yeah. you put Zack Snyder's name next to a comic book movie, I'm not only going to go see it in theaters, I guarantee you I'm buying the box set. Did you even, <laughs> Did you see even that fucking Owl movie? The that Legends of the Google? It's terrible. amazing. Terrible, Don't even man. give me that. It's for, <laughs> for what it was meant to be, like a children's... Yes, good. It was, it was meant to be good. It was meant to be like a children's <laughs> CGI movie. And that some of that owl fighting was pretty badass, no? It was the flying around. It's, it's pretty fucking cool looking. Yeah. For a movie that was made in the last couple years, it looked terrible. For a kid's... It's like a kid's movie, though. It looked pretty amazing. Yeah, it was like a kid's movie that was shown in theaters. What were you... Yeah, what were you looking for out of it? Qu- uh, quality animation and graphics... Uh, well, check it out. Well, that's not I... Zack Snyder's fault. So, okay, so yeah. it was a great story and a cool movie, but the graphics sucked. He didn't draw the fucking movie. No, no. Well, you've <laughs> got a, you, you've got a, uh, he you've got a split decision from the elegant weapon side of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds that way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, it's getting kind of late here, and, uh, I gotta go upstairs and take over and do my dad duties, because Mama's gotta go to work tomorrow. So I've got to go watch the boy, who's already up far too late as it is. <laughs> but uh, that was great, man. Thanks for uh, checking in here. Uh, Judemy117, if you're still watching, we're so, so sorry. Um, I'm going to send you afterwards a uh, thing to join my circle. Then we can do this again in the future sometimes. Because, Chris, I think you're right. From what it seems here, the only people who were able to actually join up were people I had in a circle. Yeah, I think that's how you have to do it. I'm not 100% so... sure, but... Yeah, well, I apologize. Well, maybe we'll just have you on again. We'll... The, uh, the next first yeah. live broadcast we do, you'll be on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's right. But this That's is right. awesome. This is fun. It's too bad that uh, Josh didn't get a, you know, it's been Josh has been the one who's been pushing to do something live for. <laughs> and then he wasn't able to make weeks. it. And then he wasn't able to make it, but it was pretty last minute. It's just, I, I already felt like I was falling behind and not getting my, you know, or our outlook on the situation down and recorded somehow right yeah so uh i'm very glad that we did that um i'm gonna put this out on the junk food podcast network uh the only way i have to do it is through my elegant weapon Podbean, because uh you know i just got the one Podbean, obviously cool but um i'll put it out there and we can all just push it as our own thing because we all came sure. together so anybody hearing us in the future um chris all things good and nerdy. That's right. Uh, we got Anthony Bachman at the Next Element and Spoiler Alert Theater. Indeed. And we got here Potato Waste. Potato Waste. Potato Waste. And me, I'm Jay, the Jedi Ross. That was our first little sit-down junk food podcast network hangout. So thanks a lot, guys. Everyone say good night. Good night, folks. Good night. We'll talk to you all soon. Take it easy.